0: Welcome to Awaken Life Radio, a podcast about being a spiritual being, having a human experience in a world gone mad. Each week, we will discuss how you can heal yourself, cultivate your intuitive superpowers, and be a sacred vessel for planetary healing. I am your host, Naraini Gaia.
1: as you said who is it that's addicted it's the mind that's addicted and the body connected to the mind that's addicted not you you're watching that you're Mm -hmm. witness to that Mm -hmm. but the more we can have witness consciousness the more we can tune into that ability to transcend and go to the deep well of healing because the prana the energy is really what heals
0: On today's episode, we get into all things discipline and commitment on the spiritual journey. I have a chance to speak with Manu Dawson, who is quite an accomplished yogi and functional medicine practitioner from New York. If you struggle with your spiritual practice or your lifestyle choices, you definitely want to check out this episode. Welcome to today's episode of Awaken Life Radio. This is Naraini Gaia, and I am here with a really special guest, beloved of mine, Manu Dawson. Hi, Manu.
1: Hi, Naraini. How are you?
0: I'm <laughs> good, good. good. Um, I'm really looking forward to our conversations because, you know, during COVID, we've been having so many epic conversations. And, you know, we've known each other now. What, like... 15, 20 years, geez, long time. Yeah, long time. And
1: Mm -hmm. those conversations are both verbal as well as uh, digital as as we are doing with many of our friends and family at this point.
0: That's right. For those of you who don't know Manu, Manu Dawson is a certified yoga nutrition therapist and integral yoga teacher who has worked in the natural foods industry for over 25 years and directed hundreds of people in detoxification protocols. He was the manager of Integral Yoga Natural Apothecary, which has since shut down in New York City, which is where we met, where he began and continues now to offer one-on-one diet and nutritional consultations. He, Manu, is a direct disciple of Swami Sachidananda Maharaj, who was a direct disciple of Sri Swami Shivananda. This also is my lineage, so it's really fun to... Connect all about the lineages in the teaching, so again again, welcome Manu. Thank you and I'm excited because you know, in addition to being a, a, an expert on functional medicine, you really are a, um, a spiritual teacher you're a yogi, you're an advanced yoga. you were teaching advanced yoga, you were teaching some of the highest level yoga in the '90s in the, at the ashram when I became a teacher and um, I know that you've been practicing a very disciplined lifestyle for many years. And one of the things that I love is to speak to really grounded practitioners and to share them, you know, with my communities, because I think we're really in need of wisdom keepers, elders, (laughs) people who walk the talk and honestly leadership, you know? there's such a need for leadership. And in addition to being a functional medicine practitioner and a yogi and a father and a friend, you know, I see you as an example um, and and really an inspiration. And one of those, one of the reasons why I see you as such an inspiration is because of that integrity of really being on the path. I remember visiting with you many years ago, we were hanging out and you're like, all right, I gotta go in my room now and do my practice. I'm like, wait, like we're I'm here, like hanging out with you. And you're like, nope, this is the time when I go do my practice. You're welcome to stay, or you can you can leave. And I was like, uh Okay. And you're like, this is my this is my practice time. And I was like, okay, uh, I think I kind of wandered out of there. Um, but it just shows me like I appreciate it, you know, that that discipline that you have. And I find it rare in all the hundreds and thousands of people that I've met and that we know to really continue to do that. So I'd like to talk today about really what it takes to be disciplined in your lifestyle choices, in your spiritual practice, and your food choices, um, so that we can inspire our listeners to, to really stay on. On their healing journey, on their spiritual journey, on the awakening journey in a way that's sustainable, right? In a way that's sustainable. Yes. So, what do you, I mean, like, do you struggle with discipline at all or is it just easy for you? Like, how do you navigate when you're like, I really want a second piece of chocolate? Or (laughs) like, do you deal with that or do you feel like you're just done with like, Do you have no duality around your choices of your lifestyle?
1: Well, that's a good question. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a process, Mm -hmm. as all growth is. And I think we should recognize that we're not going to immediately come out of the box and have this amazing amount of discipline. We have to um, have our ups and downs, our falls, and our, our victories around the in in this process of growth you know growth is not linear it's a fluctuating undulating um phenomenon and mm-hmm. so um you said i just make a decision in uh sanskrit they call it sankalpa you know firm decision that you're going to do this
0: mm-hmm. and, know and it's that like in an growth. intention right like sankalpa is like a yes. commitment and an intention
1: yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and so once you've made this intention once you've made this sankalpa then that's, that starts the journey. That's the beginning of the journey. Mm -hmm. And in the process, you know, that you're not going to always be successful. You, it's a building process. You get stronger and stronger. Um, as one teacher said, uh, to those he was lecturing to, um, a number of years ago that it's hard to make these changes, particularly dietary changes, unless you have this, San Kalpa, unless you have some practice that allows um, the mind to have something to hold on to, and because the mind is mm-hmm. always going to be working uh, while we have our minds, and so when we have our minds, um, mm-hmm. you know, before we reach states of mind transcendence, um, that's the goal. But um, in most instances, our minds need something to hold on to. So you give it to, give something, give it something to hold on to but also know that it's going to rebel, and that, that's part of the process. So you, 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 know, you won't say, listen, I'm going to immediately stop all bad habits, so to speak, and, um, and, and just tread that path. You, you have a goal, but you take some things out mm. that you know that you can control, and other things, You work on them as you gain more control and mastery so Mm -hmm. you treat the mind as our guru would sometimes say like training a a horse you have to um you don't want to break the horse per se you Mm -hmm. want to work with the horse give it some leeway give and take and allow it to begin to um gain um discipline Mm
0: -hmm. and so for you you have increased in your ability to be disciplined do you feel or do you feel like you've reached a an absolute state of discipline well um you absolutely. didn't know I was going to turn this about you huh you thought you're just going to share information <laughs> <laughs> people well, want to know we want to know real people <laughs> stories you know it's it's yeah. important
1: yeah yeah well absolute discipline no but what happens is when you do your practices and you're part of uh, practicing if you have a a particular regimen you know you you um you know you get up for your meditation you you uh your asana all those things that you can achieve help to train the mind and it gives the mind more more You gives you more control over your mind you know we have a body we have a mind we um, have to be able to exercise some control over it and little by little you're able to take some things out and not have to uh, be attached to them any longer. As an right. example, I, was, uh, I used to <laughs> have a ravenous appetite for, this was whole grain bread, mind you, but, and great organic cheese, but I could sit down in an evening and have a half a loaf of bread and go through lots of cheese.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What happens is, sometimes with our practices or, or habits, if you will, but if they cause enough pain uh and we begin to recognize that pain eventually is easier to let it go
0: That's right, and I also find, and I wonder if this is true for you, I find that the i think we talked about this when I was consulting with you about my cleanse earlier in the year. you know there's this um there's the pleasure of the fulfillment of the rewards of the discipline, right. which I feel like. Once you taste that nectar from your practice and your discipline and the tapas, you know, the purification, you kind of know what you're going for, you know, and it's easier because you desire that peace, you know, the healthy digestion, the, you know, the energy and everything like that. For me, that's what I find keeps me, especially when I'm doing very disciplined cleanses or regimens right. you know that's about. a
1: good point because mm-hmm. once you have once you, receive, you you achieve something you you and you find some benefit in what you practice that'll mm-hmm. motivate you to continue to the next level so at this point for me um mm-hmm. the universe has gifted me with some control over what i eat mm-hmm. um they at a certain point they're it's no longer a battle, it's just what you do you know you have right. a, you've created a groove in the mind, and right. um, it, it's um, this is, this is where you are at that moment
0: yeah, let's talk about the grooves in the mind. What can you tell me mm-hmm. about the new patterns and the physiological effects that happen as a result of new patterning of how we are living and choosing to not just act or eat or, or practice, but how to think. What what can you tell me about the grooves in the mind? How does that happen?
1: Well, you know, as I mentioned, the mind is active and it's going to attach itself to something. So what you want to do is give the mind something to attach to that is beneficial and is fairly easy for the mind to hold on to. You know, Initially, it might be something just And something relatively easy. Mm -hmm. Okay, once a week, I'm going to have a day of fasting. Can't do a full day. Once a week, I'm going to
3: have a day that I have no chocolate. Or once a week, there's going to be a day when I have
1: um, five glasses of purified water. Something yeah. that you can fairly easily achieve, and then begin to build on that. And each of those things that you achieve creates the groove in the mind,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and then you add another groove. Because remember, the mind has to have something to hold on to. So you just you give it something that's that's good and something that's pretty easy to achieve. And as you mentioned earlier, when you feel better, you feel the physiological benefits, and you feel the just uh, good about the fact that you made this that you've achieved something that yeah. can motivate you to continue mm-hmm. we, we have to remember that our bodies are a crystallization of the mind so as we change our bodies mm-hmm. the mind will change and vice versa
0: mm-hmm. yeah right
1: how do, we, how do we change the body well you engage in a practice a good physical practice mm-hmm. That you like has to be something that you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you probably won't sustain it. So, hatha yoga, or qigong, or tai chi, or absolutely. other martial arts forms, or pilates, whatever it might be,
0: mm-hmm. absolutely that can help. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And then the brain: are there grooves literally in the brain that? Form as a result of new neural pathways. Do you know about that? That might be something to speak with more about with the quantum physicists that I want to get on this podcast. Um,
1: Absolutely, yeah. The the the, mm-hmm. the brain, because again, your every your, your physical form of your body is a crystallization of your your mind, mm-hmm. and and so it will create phys, the physical, physiological changes that will occur in the body, and the brain, and the gut. As a result of our thoughts, our mm-hmm. thoughts are very powerful. Yes, uh, and and we recognize the connection between gut, the gut-brain axis, and how the the uh, the gut talks to your brain. And and uh, but but uh, but the mind, getting the mind in, in a certain at a certain point, in a certain level, and letting that information go to the body will literally change the cells, and the structure of your body because we know we make new new um body cells all the time some cells replicate faster than others Mm -hmm. but they all replicate and they they used to think or it was thought in western science that brain cells that you got at birth were all that you were going to get and you know if they died you weren't going to get any more but now we know there's something called neuroplasticity and Mm -hmm. that we make new brain cells and it's rel it's relative to what we eat and consume, as well as what we think.
0: Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about a lot of my students and clients who who really struggle with discipline. And the same thing, I I advise people start with one day. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, mm-hmm. cut out. Can you cut out? chocolate for one day you know just tomorrow just and plan it and and journal about it and like pray about it like really put everything you got into that intention and the power of intention and it's it's interesting because it seems like people like our pain is louder than our spirits sometimes Mm -hmm. And I, I had that this morning with someone I was working with <laughs> and we were doing the meditation that, you know, the awakening map that I work with and, and I had her um, tune into the feeling of the connection that she wanted with her husband. And she, there was no feeling. There was so much um, thought, but she couldn't find the feeling. And then when I said, let's look at the things that are in the way, Oh, it was all right there. She could find it. Where, how, what the energy was, like totally decoding it like it was, you know, like she had the whole map in front of her.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And um she we I mean, I'm laughing, but we laughed and we cried and you know, we went through a whole journey after that. But it's very common, and especially working with women, I wonder if it's different with men, if men, if it's easier for men to be disciplined. But often I see that the emotional needs being so tied in, say, let's talk about the discipline of food since you're a nutritionist and i are you do you identify as a nutritionist or do you a yeah,
1: depending on the nutrition the arena, therapist uh, <laughs> okay well i I call myself a clinical nutritionist.
0: Oh, you are a clinical um, nutritionist okay yeah, yeah perfect, thank you. Um, I wanted to get that right okay. so yeah so um you know i love yoga yoga i mean really is the foundation you know we both come from this lineage that values physical mental emotional spiritual health and vitality and i remember many years ago i was getting a reading from my vedic astrologer and he said oh swami Sachidananda, his thing is like all about the body you know it's really about embodying all of it and looking back with looking with you at our lineage and the yoga lineage we come from i'm really grateful because i didn't know any different <laughs> like i didn't know that a mm-hmm. lot of yoga teachers are just like no it's we you are not the body the mind you are and then people floating around creating a lot of disease you know having mm-hmm. disease and mm-hmm. pain but mm-hmm. um, maybe they're absorbing you know i don't know how it works to be a guru really but um this teaching of integrating the physical health with the spiritual health and the spiritual path is just become how i think because i think all those years and in the initiations from our lineage um, and i find that the embodied meditation work that's become like a transpersonal somatic therapy modality that i guess mm-hmm. i could say that mm-hmm. i offer you know that the emotional work And the emotional breakthroughs is really what helps people to make new levels of commitment and start to have those new grooves or new patterns that start to become more natural way of being Mm -hmm. instead of like a affirmation or a practice they just find that they like me like you know when i lived in new york i worked at a bakery i ate so much bread talking about bread I'd never crave, I hardly ever crave bread. I barely buy it. I never think, oh, I really want bread. Like, and I eat it and it's like, oh, this is, unless I have some, a really, really good dip, you know, with it, I'm like, this is is pretty like bland, non-nutrition. Why would I eat this? You know, I don't Mm -hmm. even want it. It tastes like paper, you know? Mm -hmm. And, but you know, 15 years ago, it was like bread and baked goods and bagels and cookies and, or 20 years ago, like it was everything. Right. Not everything, but like, it's just what you think about. So, I've experienced that transition out of habits in in, in lots of ways. Not saying that I'm I've arrived, but that you know, I experienced the 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 benefit. And a lot of that I feel tied into my emotional detachment from food and the emotional liberation. Can you speak about when you work with people and they have really strong emotional connections with food? How to work with um, you know, huh. how do you work with them? Like, how do you advise them? And do you find that with women? Cause we are by nature, more watery um,
2: mm-hmm. by a
0: hormonal constitution. We are more mm-hmm. emotional. Um, in general, it's so not okay to say that anymore, but I'm still going to say it, um, uh, because it's, <laughs> I see it, um, mm-hmm. that, that it is more challenging to be disciplined or I know Guru Dev taught like, oh, we're all the same. What's your experience with that, with supporting people through their emotional attachments that may be keeping them from being disciplined um, on the path?
1: Well, yeah, I I don't know if Guru Dev said that we're all the same, Um, but clearly, um, you know, sometimes yoga talks about the illusion of the body you know, that we're not the body, we're not the mind, we're the immortal self, yes. but we're still in the body. And so um, we have to utilize the body
3: and the mind together. What do, what I, what do I mean by that? So, some, just simple biochemistry.
1: We know that under stress, we produce something called cortisol. Everybody's probably heard of that by now. We know that cortisol lowers one of the neurochemicals called serotonin. Now serotonin is produced in our gut and our brain, but actually more in our gut than than our brain. And it makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. We have a, we have a um, ancestral connection and an understanding intuitively that serotonin is going to make us feel good. By that, I mean, there are certain things that will trigger serotonin to go up higher and make us feel better.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so um, one of those things is um, carbohydrates.
2: Mm-hmm. Now,
1: during the daytime, this is what happens. We're under stress, we're producing cortisol like crazy. We lower our serotonin levels, but the time we go home at night, our serotonin levels are really low. And instinctively, we want to get those serotonin levels to go back up again. So we go to that, which will do that without even intellectually recognizing that we go to carbohydrates,
3: bread, Mm
1: -hmm. crackers, chips, cookies, because what does that do? Well, that um, increases insulin, and insulin helps to carry serotonin up to the brain, and so we feel better. Mm -hmm. It may be short-lived. It typically will have consequences, (laughs) but nevertheless, we'll feel better so we have to work with both the body and the mind now with women of course we know women are more tuned into the um cycles of the moon so at certain um times of the month new moon full moon etc there's greater emotional connection and recognizing that and tuning into that and knowing that this is coming preparing ourselves accordingly So I tell women oftentimes, if you recognize that you have greater cravings for carbohydrates because of the fluctuation of your hormones during the month, particularly if you have a consistent menstrual cycle, then before that happens, before the menstruation um, commences, that's the time to see if you can get control over your carbohydrate um, urges exercise some discipline then, and then it will be
3: easier during the
1: the new moon or the full moon or the menstrual cycle to have control. So working with what we know about the body, working with what we know about the mind, working with how food is going to affect us mentally is one of the ways that I help um, clients to gain more control does that make mm-hmm.
0: sense oh yeah it's so good i love that you're aware of women's cycles and that that affects our cravings and what we need during those times i'm, I'm getting deep into that study more so now for myself um, i know mm-hmm. my emotional cycles um with the moon and my own moon time um mm-hmm. And I just downloaded three new apps to, to start to learn about what days in the cycle are best for building. Like when estrogen's high in like day uh-huh. five or six of your cycle, like that's good for building muscles. Like I, uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I was like, oh, but it makes sense. Uh-huh. It's a building time. And I yeah. set my, I often set my projects based on on the moon <laughs> We
1: well, you know men have cycles we just not as tune into them as you women are. do
0: i you do right and that's that is an important conversation and i mm-hmm. I, I think i'd love to hear you have that and, and share that with me when you okay. record that because um again there is such a need for leadership on what it means to be healthy in our world mm-hmm. you know and we mm-hmm. have to see we have to see the 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 suffering in order to desire liberation, right? Mm -hmm. It's just part Mm -hmm. of this condition. And looking at the ecosystem of the world and the climate devastation, you know, here in California, I mean, one out of four friends are like, where can I live to be safe and move out of Mm -hmm. the area? And Mm -hmm. literally doing it and praying Mm -hmm. about it and figuring out where to go because the climate is just having her way with us right now. She's got, you know, cleaning things up around here. Detoxifying yeah, yeah. And, and helping, trying to purify us, trying to help yes. us. So yes. and our bodies are are like nature, and we don't have many teachers that are teaching these things. I mean, the things you and I are talking about are things practitioners learn, that we learn when we become practitioners. But the things yeah. that practitioners learn, you know, could be available for everyone. And so that's why we have things like this in these platforms. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh,
1: you know, healers and practitioners. Um, part of their protocol should be teaching.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're not just prescribing something for your clients or your patients. You're teaching also at the same time. That, right. That's 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 the goal of, of a healer.
0: Which is fortunately a new school marketing technique Which <laughs> like, uh-huh. educate uh-huh. your people share value it's like yeah good it's, yeah. it's all coming together and we have so yeah. much information right now um so much information you know the mind yeah. it's like i i notice sometimes like my mind until i sit and stop mm-hmm. it it doesn't stop trying to mm-hmm. digest all the energy and information that i have at my fingertips Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I literally have to choose to practice quieting the mind to get in between my thoughts and open either for guidance or just to feel, you know, for peace to do, do the spiritual.
1: Yeah, that's, that's really important. That, that, that quiet time of allowing the mind to rest is very important. So, one of the things, of course, you know, um, Naraini, is that we, we choose a time in the day, usually preferably morning, so that we can sit. Mm-hmm. And and get the mind to quiet because when the mind quiets is when we we tune into that reservoir of wisdom and peace mm-hmm. that has no beginning and has no end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's what we go to. We we, we go to that place mm-hmm. to get in touch with that and and get it nourished and recharged.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really um, I think it's important to to take a moment and talk about this piece because you and I both can. So why not share the nectar um, of, of this knowledge? Um, you know, after spending many years studying with, with the lineage at Yogavilla, I was drawn to start studying Ayurveda. And one of my teachers is Dr. Vasant Lad, who's a very beloved, you know, Ayurvedic elder teacher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. founder of Ayurvedic Institute. And he taught us that the root of all disease is misidentification of self. Hmm. And like when that hit, you know, I might've even heard it for years before it landed. Sometimes it takes, I don't know what it takes, but divine right timing, (laughs) at least, you know, for things to really sink in for you to get it.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But
0: it fit right with my own, you know, spiritual awakening, experience, mantra initiations, and, and teachings of dwelling in, um, in the identity beyond the personal identity, in, in the spiritual identity that is akin to the Christ Sophia Light of infinite life and and infinite love, and it's just so amazing that this holistic medical system and these medical holistic medical You know, even shamanic and indigenous traditions will behold the power of awakening to the truth of our identity as the key to heal anything. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. we were laughing before. I was telling you about that talk that I did, where it was, you know, how to stay on the path. And the joke is that your life is the path because your spirit is always. it's always the atman is always existent in right. the heart in the heart right. so so i find that when we don't know that and we can't dwell in that cuz you know this is awaken life radio so we're talking about what it means to be awake to me that's what it means to be awake is to remember that we're spiritual beings having a human experience and that when we can dwell in that there's a deeper anchor can you share about how you teach spiritually as part of your practice as a um as a functional medicine practitioner as a I forgot the terms as a nutritionist.
1: Uh, Clinical nutritionist. Well yeah, you know, there's so many facets of that. Um as you said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience and that's very important part to jumping off point, if you will. Um, Now, everyone is not necessarily Mm -hmm. tuning into that when you say that. And as you said, we learn things when it's time for it to sink in. So something that you might have heard years ago, all of a sudden, you know, it's there. And then when there's a really fertile time, you kind of absorb it and it, right. it begins to, it it resonates right or
0: lifetime right it's like
1: or lifetime right. exactly. Mm-hmm. so um
3: from my perspective i
1: teach my clients that you are having a particular human experience in human body in this particular time your karma has brought you to that point where you have certain experiences strengths and weaknesses that are here to teach us and part of the lesson is what we can do to help to maintain balance within this human experience in ayurveda they say the beginning of disease
3: starts with
1: well well let me try that ignorance if you will is the beginning of disease By that they mean we are here on this planet because we are trying to eradicate the ignorance and reach the point of spiritual bliss. That's why we took this human birth on this planet in this time. And there were many before, and perhaps there will be many after. But that determines why we're here now. And with that, we bring certain strengths and weaknesses physically. Some people have perhaps maybe more physical challenges and they have strengths in this particular birth, but it's all part of that process and recognizing that you
3: are not supposed to be perfect, you're supposed to be learning.
0: Mm. beautiful, yeah. I love I love that teaching when when I think of that ignorance in relation to our conversation I go into a couple of layers uh, one is this teaching there's a lot of teachings that people get confused by you know because mm-hmm. they stop at that including myself right. like um there's something wrong with desire right that like the lower mm-hmm. chakras are bad right which is not really what the heart of s- spiritual initiations teach Um, but as we talk about like food addiction and emotional attachment and like being disciplined on the journey, I think about those things that are in the way, those stories, those some scars, those, you know, those impulses that, that are, that are encoded in the body really from either you or your past lives or even your ancestors that you're not consciously aware of, but that you can't seem to get a handle on. and. That when we go deeper, this is something that my mentor continues to remind me of and that I practice as well as, you know, when we go deeper into that spiritual identity, that actually, I mean, I have, there's somebody really cool lady, I'll I'll give a shout to her her name is Denny Van. She cured herself of cancer in her thirties of lymphoma. And she said Mm -hmm. that she cured herself by dwelling in the, in the awakened state that she was not her pain, her body, that she's infinite love mm,
2: mm, and she's a mm, minister
0: and she's a like a christian minister but she's very open and non-dogmatic you know she's very inclusive spiritual leader mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. that alone is that is that is what healed her from stage four lymphoma in her 30s was mm-hmm. dwelling and practicing the deep awareness of the light the light underneath the shell and letting that take over everything mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm just like wow that's, that's it. Yeah. Right. What courage yeah. and commitment, yeah. you know?
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. And I feel like
3: that's wonderful.
0: there's something in that, you know, like with, yes. with, um, trying to like, with stopping identify with it, with our issues as our thing, you know, as our, as our, um, our identity rather, you know, like, Oh, I have food addiction. Who is it that has food addictions? Right. Like spirituality is such an important part. Of being healthy right right
1: absolutely because it's the as you said who is it that's addicted it's the mind that's addicted and the body connected to the mind that's addicted not you you're watching that you're Mm -hmm. witness to that Mm -hmm. but the more we can have witness consciousness the more we can tune into that ability to transcend and go to the deep well of healing because the prana the energy is really what heals.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's
1: right. Getting the body kind of out of the way and tuning into that reservoir is what heals. The Mm -hmm. supplements and the herbs that we take are just different crystallization of
3: chronic healing energy. And Mm -hmm. acknowledging that allows the healing to take place
0: that's right beautiful thank you so much for having this conversation today it's we can keep going and going we'll have to do it again next year
2: okay
0: all right it's it's such a pleasure um manu how can people follow up with you
1: manu shiva 108 at gmail.com that's m-a-n-u-s-h-i-b as in victor a or victory 108 at gmail.com
0: great and so if you guys want to know more about what specific lifestyle you can um it's going to match you i just want to let people know manu is really good at personalized, customizing nutritional plans based on your unique constitution. He knows about moon cycles, a functional medicine practitioner, which is a world-renowned, respected, probably the most respected uh, natural healing, um, I'd say food-based healing modality that we have, at least that I know of, um, based on both you know science and plants and the, the human yeah. design. It's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. All right. Thank you. If you loved today's episode, and I sure hope you did, you can continue to listen to Awaken Life Radio wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. For easy access, you can simply go to narayanigaya.com forward slash podcast to listen to weekly episodes that I release every Thursday. Also at NarayaniGaia.com, you can check out upcoming classes and workshops and review mentorship and private sessions that I offer you to support you on your journey of awakening Thank you so much. Namaste.